if you're just starting out, really just focus on getting the content you want to post, recorded and created, post that, and then just really take advantage of everything Instagram offers to build connections with people, no matter how many followers you got. Um, I've seen so many people make a lot of money with only like 2000 followers. So don't get caught up in followers and likes, like really focus on utilizing the features to build connections and give it time and it'll grow. Welcome to the Key and Mang audio experience where you're here from two up and coming therapists looking to enhance the lives of listeners by addressing health, wealth, lifestyle, and overall growth. Tune in to hear the latest lessons learned on the Key and Mang audio experience. This episode is brought to you by Varela Financial, the experts in student loan repayment solutions. Not sure what to do with your student loans? That's how we felt before scheduling the free call with Varela Financial, where they helped us create plans based on our lifestyle and goals. For more information, check them out at www.varelafinancial.com or click the link in the description to schedule your free call today. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Key and Mang Audio Experience. I'm your host, Key. As always, join more my fellow co-host, Mang. Mang, what's up? What's good, Key? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm chilling. Can't complain. Good. Me too. Me too. Um, so today we are talking about Instagram. Last episode, we talked about building and growing a Facebook group, but today we're going to focus on Instagram because this is a platform that we both use in the past and we currently use. So we want to take a look in the past about why we utilize the program and how, not program, sorry, platform, and how you can use it to grow your brand, company, or whatever you're trying to build. So Mang, when it came to Instagram, what made you decide to use it as a platform? And how has it been going? Yeah, so personally, Instagram Instagram has always been, I feel like Instagram was what I used to like put my stuff out there, give updates on what's going on. Um, it felt like the easiest for me at the time when Instagram first came out with like the pictures and stuff. So I would occasionally post like when big things were happening. Um, so I'd always use Instagram for that. I liked it for that. Um, I'm not really crazy about, you know, going too in-depth or posting a lot about what's going on personally. I like to have that little balance. But um, in 2019, me, Ben, and Ariana had always been talking about, we're about to start, we always talked about creating a platform for the Hoop community and being able to provide education and, and like, give something to the hoop community as incoming PT students and how could we take what we were learning in PT school and apply it to the hoop world. And we started thinking about, okay, where people that you want to work with on, on what socials are they on? And we were like, at that time it was Instagram. TikTok wasn't here yet or TikTok wasn't popping like that. Maybe Snap by Instagram was popping and you could do videos now. You could do kind of more than just the, the, the pictures. So we were like, Instagram is probably the way to go. So then that's when we decided, all right, we we're going to create a, the Hoop Lab Instagram and start taking stuff that we learned from PT school and being able to implement that into, into, into Instagram, trying to make it understandable, trying to make it relatable, trying to let people know that, all right, yeah, we, we love Hoop and we actually, we Hoop and we're also going to be doctors. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. And, and this is, we if we keep it consistent with it, then by the time we're done with school, we have built a, built a following to, you know, kind of if you want to start this right out of school, we can kind of just take it and run with it and see where it takes us. So that was our decision to come up with and start with Instagram. 
So did the age of the audience have a role in the platform you chose? Yeah, I think I think it had a, a huge um decision in our in our that's the reason why we picked the the age the Instagram because of we were looking at like high school kids because you hear about like all these like high school hoopers with like ACL injuries or like a lot of ankle sprains or patellofemoral like knee or knee tendinosis or knee tendinopathies and how can we like decrease the likelihood of that happening or decrease the risk of that even though we're not doctors yet how can we still provide information so that's where we thought all right where are these kids at where can we find them and how can we give them information to help implement some stuff into their current routine so they can decrease their chance of you know some big, big that's and that we can on decrease the likelihood with training or a proper education and that's where the decision came from to go with instagram versus facebook or twitter at that time Okay. And in terms of um your Instagram setup, what do you what do you suggest people do in terms of setting up their page when it came to their bio and what somebody sees when they first click on your page? Yeah, I think with the bio, it comes down to letting people know what it is that you do. Um I feel like for with Instagram now, everyone's kind of scrolling quick and just trying just consuming, consuming, consuming. So if you get people to stop and click on your page, you want people to know like this is what you're getting when you look at my page. So you might see like I'm gonna pull up the hoop labs real quick, but like ours is like doctors of physical therapy providing basketball specific injury and prehab education to all hoopers for optimal skill and athletic performance. Um. Quick blur about what it is that we do, what we're trying to offer, and then we got like a link to our YouTube page, which is um there could change. It could be like a link tree with all your links, whether it's resources that you have, courses that you have, um blog, website, anything like that. You can put that in your link tree, so you can now navigate people to your resources or into your world, into your communities to you know build, continue to foster that relationship, but. I think it's important that people have an idea of what they are getting into when they look into your page and what it is that you are about so that people people want to know that they can relate to you at the end of the day. And I think it starts with that bio first and being able to, all right, I'm interested in this. Or does I stop because this person, you know, they said I learned something from them or I like how they look, or I like how they sound or their setup is cool. So I'm going to stop and check it out. So I think that's your, I think having a bio is, you know, a concise bio that is detailed enough is is super important. What are your thoughts on that before we go on to the next one? Yeah, I I agree on the bio. I know that on Instagram, there's a certain number of uh, characters you can have that somebody first sees until it says see more. So I really try to keep the bio short, um, simple, and still, like you said, give the person of idea of who you are and who you help. And then um, the link is definitely important. And another thing which recently came out within the last year or so with Instagram is the pin post. I think that's really helpful to um, have a post that your audience can either um, benefit from if it's like a frequently asked question post or how somebody can work with you. Just the post that 
somebody would benefit from seeing when they first click on your page instead of having to scroll to find that information. I think it's a good starting point. For sure. For sure. And then you asked about like page, like what, what was the site? What was the second part of your, your question? Second part of my question was, I just said how Instagram building your Instagram has been going for you and who Um, It's been, it's been, you know, I think like everything, it has its ups and downs. I think we're trying to, it's more than like the consistency part and trying to make sure that you're consistent with whatever posting schedule that you decide to commit to. That's what, you know, making sure that you stick or stick with that. And I think um, we did a, we have, we had a good little stretch of like where we pick a, a topic for a month and we, um, we break it up into different phases of the rehab process and trying to, um, you know, educate on, so like something like ACL reconstruction, like what did, what you're going to be doing early, like that first early phase, what it's going to look like mid phase and what it's going to look like at the end and then return to sports. So kind of themes like that. Um, and I think now as we're starting to get it back going again, we're going to kind of switch up our content a little bit. And it's something that I learned from Andy Chen and, you know, shout out to, to him, but trying to create different buckets of like viral value and virtue. So with like viral stuff, it's more like what are something provocative or mic drop, something that is like something that you want to create ripples with. Um, and so it's like, you know, a lot of people think that you shouldn't lift in season, like when you're in, in, in season, but it's really important to lift in season and maintain the quality that you built over the off season. So something like that, something that is going to get people thinking a little bit, something that people that in the industry might agree with. So then if you create something like that, then, you know, people who agree with it are going to share it. They're going to post it. They're going to repost it. They're going to comment on like, yeah, I agree with this or someone might not agree with it. And then it's still a way to create dialogue and, create traction on your posts and then like so doing like half of your posts on like viral stuff stuff that the research is showing stuff that things like that stuff that's going to get people's attention and get people thinking um value um 35 so that's like debunking a myth like your mri like matters mri is the cause of your pain or something like that a research study progressions regressions exercises how to train a quality of like deceleration or changing direction or how to improve your euro step or whatever it may be and then virtue is the last category of like letting people know who you are as a person because people i think people now we've talked about this how people are buying more into like the people versus like the brand and brands are using people more to market their stuff so trying to talk about like the failures or the stories or how we got here or behind the scenes, the bloopers, being vulnerable, just showing that you're, that you're human and being able to, being able to relate to people. So I think, you know, this provides an easier framework to batch your content and being able to, um, you know, get stuff out there, but not have to think too hard about what am I going to post this week? All right. I know I gotta, there's a lot of stuff on this. People are about how I get a year, how do I move my stuff cleaner? And then, you know, you create posts on that and kind of just go from there. Yeah. And I think, I think with the viral content, it sounds 
I guess like kind of shallow, like when people want to go viral. But I think if you have those punchy posts that brings eyes to your page, that'll also increase the engagement of those value and virtue posts. So mm-hmm. it's important to have a mix of those. And you can do that through um, reels, carousels, or plain pictures. I think that the viral posts are best done as reels because um, those get the most eyes on your page and really increase engagement. So just kind of mixing the types of content you are posting up is really important. And also taking time to really put thought into what you're what you're uh, posting. So brain dumping your ideas so that um, your content comes out a lot more um, quality and a lot more streamlined as opposed to um, just thinking of something and just posting it to post. So just putting more putting more thought into your content makes a huge difference. And I think people can see that when you do post it. And you can tell when somebody put a lot of time and thought into their post and, a po- and when somebody didn't do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to add on to your brand dumping, I think it's, uh, it's something that I don't really think about when, you know, when I think about like content creators and stuff. I'm like, they, this is something that they all talk about and how they set aside a certain amount of time on a day to just think about content ideas for the next two weeks. And then you're trying to figure out no phone, no distractions. You just have the pen and the paper and you're just writing down ideas of what you could create or what you could create and that what buckets are going to fill in. So if you got your value viral and virtue buckets, then you're just putting ideas into that for like 15, 20, 30 minutes at a time uninterrupted and really get your creative flow going and then once you have your ideas down and you're figuring out all right how can i bunch them together all right if i have exercise demos i gotta go to the gym this day and i'm gonna film you know this exercise this progression this regression i'm gonna knock out all my exercise posts on that i'm gonna knock out all my recording of those exercise posts out there if i'm just talking into the mic or talking into the screen i'm gonna set aside this time to knock out whatever topics you had on those three buckets and i think it makes it easier if you have that kind of planned out so you don't have to think about all right when am i going to get this done when am i going to post this you got already got the ideas done you got figured out when you're going to batch it all when you're going to uh, film it and now it's just about getting it done and then once that's done i feel like you know that's like the hardest part is figuring out what the ideas are going to be and then how you're going to execute it and, and then once you ca- can categorize them, then I think you can then you can get into editing them and then scheduling them to post. And I know you got a um, app that you use to um, to help with with posting and making sure that you can get your posts out on time. Um, can you talk tell us a little bit about later? So I was using later to schedule my posts because I was doing what you said. I would have a day to like think of content ideas or even throughout the week, and I would track it in my notes and then I would sit down to record it whether it was an exercise video or um, if I was actually using my computer to like write the captions or make the post and then once everything was finalized instead of opening my app four times a week to post and being stuck on Instagram for a longer time than I need to I was like let me just automate this and it'll save me time and keep me off social media. So I started using the app later. And what that is, is an app that allows you to put your post on there and set the time when you want it to be posted. And it does it all for you. 
Um, there's a free version. I think it allows you to post, um, I think four or five posts a month for free. And then the paid version allows you to post uh, not only carousel posts and single image posts, but also reels. And it'll put the hashtags on there for you um, and do everything you want. So you don't have to worry about posting um, multiple times per week. Cause I think that can become very overwhelming when you talk about making the content, recording it, editing it, editing it um, interacting people on social media, just the act of having to do all that is very overwhelming and tedious. So automating that is a good idea. And it also um, just frees up a lot of mental space for you. So I like I agree. it. I agree. Yeah, I think there's a lot of apps out there. Um, and I think just having ways to apps are helpful to make it easier. I know I've I haven't used later yet. Um, but I've been looking I've been using CapCut more just for like the audio, like the the text, the text on the screen to to make your auto captions and then go back and edit them as you need to. Um I've been using uh that's pretty that's pretty much the only app that I use right now. Um people like InShot, people like um what's the other one? Uh people like Cam Canva. Canva for like templates. I love Canva. Yeah, Canva is clutch for, for templates and, and and like formatting your your page if you want to get into like how your page looks. Um but I think I don't think you gotta get too heavy into like specific apps, like have a couple that you like. Um, and then just kind of get going with the basics and just focus on consistency and, um, you know, trying to help as many people as you can with your story and what you're trying to get across versus, you know, trying to make your post perfect. And sometimes it's going to take like people who have like popping Instagrams, like they didn't just start in one day and get it popping. Like it's you got to put in a year, two years, you got to put in time for people to come to come find your stuff and actually rock with you. So just be ready for the long game and try and make your life as simple as possible with this content creation on, on Instagram. Yeah, it's going to take time. And within that time, you, you as you learn and as you find what you like, what you don't like, what your audience likes, you can refine your stuff. And then that's how you really build a platform on, I mean, build an audience on any platform. Mm -hmm. um, and then you mentioned stories. I think stories are really cool because it allows you to um get engagement that you might not have engagement or interactions that you might not have gotten publicly on your post a lot of people will rather comment on your story because they know that it's a direct message to you and other people won't see it as opposed to leaving that same comment publicly under your uh, post for everybody to see it so i think using polls asking questions is a good way to interact with your audience and also start to um, develop genuine uh, relationships with the people who follow you. Plus, if you decide that, hey, I want to post on socials X times a week, it doesn't have to all be on the grid. And like, they can be story posts. They can be, you know, just little insights into what you're doing for the day or, you know, like where you've been. If you want to watch the Barbie movie like I did yesterday, like I ain't posted, but that's why that's why that's why I went. But uh, <laughs> I think I think it, it doesn't have to be just um you can use stories to you know tell your story as well. So don't feel limited to just the just the grid. 
And also, I know a lot of people pay attention to how their uh, grid looks and they don't want to post certain things. Like, for example, if you went to the Barbie movie, I didn't see the Barbie movie, but if I did, I wouldn't want to just post the Barbie movie on my page because I like the like the aesthetic I have. Um, so the story is a good place to put things like that, show more about your lifestyle, because although you are a business owner or brand, people still want to know you. And like you said, uh, people are using their personal stories to convert clients instead of being like a, like a page with just like a logo as your personal, I mean, as your profile picture. If you have a picture of you, you're more likely to um, like convert people because it feels more authentic. So just showing more about you outside of just your business is helpful to build those connections, which also helps to build trust. Facts. And then when you're talking about um, trying to find um, trying to find people that you want to help, how do you utilize hashtags to to help find get your message across to the people that you're trying to to talk to? Hashtags are <laughs> hashtags are interesting because if you you can follow hashtags on Instagram, did you know that? No. Yeah, like I follow a couple hashtags like. I'll follow um, like women who lift weights. And then as I'm scrolling through my timeline, like that hashtag will pop up on your timeline, like the ones you follow. Um, so with that being said, when you post your own post, you want your hashtags to be specific to what you do, your industry, and obviously the topic of the post. So um, you want to have two large size hashtags. So when you search the hashtag, it's going to tell you how many times it's been used. So you want two of them that, um, have been used by 1 million plus people. And then you want to start getting to more um, like smaller ones. So you want to have nine medium-sized ones, which um, are classified as anywhere from 100K to 1 million, and then nine small ones, which are 10K to 100K. So with these small ones, what I do is I'll put my brand in there. Like I'll put hashtag, keep it fit, hashtag, um, lifting for women made simple. So obviously a million people aren't using those, but if you were to ha type that in like hashtag lifting for women made simple, it'll be all my stuff. And then I also get my clients to use those. So that's a good way to use um, smaller hashtags. So you don't want to use just all large ones because your stuff is going to get lost in the millions of stuff, especially from like the bigger pages. So having a mix is needed. Facts. And you can like, I like to, I know there's like shortcuts you can use to like, uh, I forgot what it's called, but you can like create like in your notes, you can like put all your hashtags you want to use. And then like you have like a name or a hashtag name, hashtag number. And then once you type that in, it puts your hashtags into the, into the, into the post for you. So you don't got to like copy paste it all the time, but it's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. Um, I, I know what you're talking about. I just, I, yeah, I just don't know. Casey put me, Casey was talking about it over the weekend and I was like, oh, that's right. That's right. You can do that. So like you can get pretty, um, you can create your, it doesn't have to be, I think you get up to 30 and it doesn't have to be like crazy. Like you can nine, nine and then two is, is 20. So like you can be very, like you can customize this to what you're trying to, to build and, you know, build your, build your army on, on Instagram. So that's, that's real, that's real cool. Another thing. I was, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, this is me being picky and somebody um told me this, but instead of putting your hashtag with your actual caption, like put it in the comment. 
it looks a lot cleaner and yeah it just looks more polished that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, started, I started doing that i started doing that too it looks a thousand times better it does it does uh my last thing about this i would say invest in like good audio because if you're doing like voiceovers or you're trying to teach or you're talking and your audio is janky no one's going to listen to to the post even if you're dropping fire if your audio is cutting in and out if it's not great um then it's not it's not popping and i've noticed a difference like when we got when we got the uh the yeti mics for the pod and like the audio quality is, is crazy yeah crisp crispy um but you know uh-huh shout out to shelby <laughs> shout out to shelby and you don't gotta like go ball out on 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 this but just something that like andy kind of recommended a like lavalier microphone that connects to your iphone and you can like clip it onto your shirt and it's just about having it's like 30 bucks or like 40 bucks something that you can and we'll i'll link that in in the show notes for this but something that can make sure that your audio is on point and not like cringy because if you like i said if you if you if your audio is cringy then no one's gonna listen to the stuff that you're spitting if it's facts and um you don't want to miss out on people trying to learn something from the day from socials because your audio was not on point so just uh my last little quick tip there yeah i i agree and i think that when it comes to building a page like you said you don't need to spend a lot of money on this equipment and you don't need to spend a lot of money on apps i think that taking note of where you are currently in the situation you're in and just working on being consistent. And then as you get consistency dialed in, you can start adding like more complex things. But if you're just starting out, really just focus on getting the content you want to post, record it and create it, post that, and then just really take advantage of everything Instagram offers to build connections with people, no matter how many followers you got. Um, I've seen so many people make a lot of money with only like 2,000 followers. So don't get caught up in followers and likes, like really focus on utilizing the features to build connections and give it time and it'll grow. That's a word. That's a word. All right. That's all we got for y'all. Catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the KMAG Audio Experience. Make sure to subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll catch you in the next episode.